Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Unlike the politicians at Parliament. Did you see the like of that yesterday? What an embarrassment those people are. And they represent so many of us. Uh, Alex Kane, Alex, good morning. Good morning, Frank. How are you? Uh, very well, Alex. No surprise. Prime Minister would go in and say Supreme Court got it wrong. But, you, you know, the, the, the politicians, they are letting themselves down hand over fist, aren't they? Well, I think the reactor... I think the difficulty here, Frank, is, and it, 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 it's part of social media as well, it's part of how this whole story has broken over the past three years. There is huge anger out there on both sides, remain and leave. Uh, that anger, I think, I, I tweeted last night, I thought what we saw in the comments reflected what was happening across the country. Um, a lot of these politicians look at the social media, they monitor this stuff, and they, they, they feel that they need to reflect the anger. So that explains yesterday why there were very few, with one or two exceptions, there were very few measured now, people will say, oh, no, my, my man was made. Oh, ours was measured. But they've already taken size. But very few people, I think Rory Stewart from the backbenchers, former Conservative, is now independent, said, you know, we have to somehow find a way of bringing the country together. We can't do it with this sort of language. We can't do it by pitting old against young, remain against leave. We have to find a way of, you know, bringing everyone together, however this decision works out. That's just off the top of my head, Frank. That's the only one I can remember. All the others, you could have scripted it for them. You could have actually, I could have sat down as a former director of communications and basically handed out uh, and said, uh, well, he's going to say this, she's going to say that. And I think that's the problem. We shouldn't be surprised in one sense because what we heard yesterday was what I hear on, on, on doorsteps, what I hear in everyday conversations, what I hear in panels, what I hear or see in newspapers, what I see in Twitter and Facebook. It exactly reflected that. It, it, it's a very, very scary moment in, in the UK right now. So how close are we, Alex? And this is the, we, we know this from Northern Ireland because it's happened here so many times. How close are we to, for example, the people we see in the background outside Parliament who have been very well behaved, very well behaved, being infiltrated by those who will carry one flag or other and it turns to violence? I, I think that we need to be very careful about this. But yes, Frank, I, 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 I would worry that there's something because I, I'm not sure there can be a winner in this. I mean, I, I, I take Rory Stewart's point exactly yesterday about somehow bringing people together. I'm not sure you can because I think for the people who are on the Leave campaign, who, who voted Leave three years ago, they are increasingly angry because of their view is that you know this is a, they, they represent the majority, it's the will of the people. They were told that this would be honoured, and indeed, if you look at all the electoral evidence, particularly in constituencies that didn't have high turnouts for 20, 30, 40 years, they had huge turnouts because those people came out 
to vote because they actually believe this time that their vote would count. They are angry. That anger is being picked up on by, we've seen the shift to populism in the Conservative Party, the rise of the Brexit Party, the rise of other forms of English nationalism. And we'll get on the other side with Remain, who believe, you know, who say, look, Yes, you may have had a majority, but it was based on lies, it was based on untruths, it was based on racism, it was based on, you know, all sorts of other stuff. So you have two huge blocks here, frankly, almost like, as I keep saying, what we saw yesterday was almost the ulsterisation of national politics. Well, one issue, one issue divides everyone. Doesn't matter what else has been discussed, it will always come back to that issue and even if we don't leave there's a problem if we do leave there's a problem and that's that's the difficulty how will they and I, it's, a, it's an odd term to use but there will be a loser on this side how the losers react will have a huge impact on what happens uh, for the next 10 15 20 years and you're right back to your question is it possible that there will be people who for their own agendas will try and infiltrate some of these groups then yes i think that that is possible I was noticing... Uh, and that's why... Sorry, I was going to say, say, Frank. And again, that is why, particularly from the leadership of all the parties, you yes, know, uh, sometimes... Uh, yeah, some, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, finish, finish that sentence. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, sometimes Parliament... My, my, my whole issue with this, when we talk about the, 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 the prime casualty of all of this debate, I actually think it, it, it could well be the House of Commons, because at the very time when we need leadership, at the very time when we need Parliament to accept, look, we all agree, Corbyn... Johnson, May, Cameron, Blair, all of them are involved in this, all the way through the referendum campaign, we're saying things like this is a once in a lifetime, if we vote to lead, then it will be implemented by Parliament, all of that. I think somehow Parliament had a moment to rise to this challenge. I think it has failed to rise to the challenge, and in failing to rise to the challenge, I think, not deliberately, I sense, I think I would be too unfair to them, but it has almost accidentally fueled the anger outside, because the exchanges we're seeing, while they reflect what's on the ground, They've also magnified and amplified. Sometimes you need your political leadership to sit down together quietly and go, right, how do we collectively, without abandoning our principles, how do we collectively conduct this debate in such a way that we minimise the, the, what's happening elsewhere? The point I was going to make was about Jamie Bryson. I noticed a text that he's sent or a tweet that he's uh, posted uh, saying that he has his flights booked to go to London for the 31st of October to join in the celebrations of the freedom from Europe. And he's looking forward to having a, a, he says, I don't often drink. I'm looking forward to having a few drinks and to celebrate on the 31st of October. There'll be a lot of people like Jamie who are very often magnets for protest in this part of the world. And I'm sure there are similar magnets for protest in other parts of the UK who will be going to join in that celebration. Do you feel that they will have a glass, they will have a, a reason to lift a glass in, in, in their magnetic way that they do uh, on, the 31st, on the 31st? I'm not sure that they will. I remember the two other dates we were supposed to leave and uh, social media was awash, quite literally awash with with um, demonstrations been organised, in some cases wakes, in some cases, you know, moments of, you know, dancing around maples and things like that. They came to nothing because we, we asked for extensions. My gut instinct, Frank, is that come October 31st, we still won't have left. You know, I've got to not, I'm still not entirely sure we ever will leave, but I'd be very surprised if Johnson's able to come back with something, get it through Parliament on October the 17th, which is what, just three weeks away. I would be genuinely surprised. And I, I'm not sure it's necessarily a cause for, you know, some sort of manic celebration of, you know, two fingers up to the other side. A decision was made in 2016. It was a difficult decision for many people. It's been a torturous political debate in the past three and a half years, whatever way it goes. 
it, it, it has huge ramifications. My view, and maybe it's just it's, it's my nature in these things, my view is that we always handle everything with caution. Be aware that 48% of people didn't want something. It's like the time of the Good Friday Agreement. It's like the time so many things happening in Northern Ireland. I, I, I'm not a firm believer in this thing of a celebrate everything every time just because always be wary in politics that how you react to something yourself whether to the low level or high level in itself has a knock-on impact has a knock-on effect on how other people feel and there will be millions if we do at some point if we do officially grow by there will be millions of people not just you know the the elites or the establishment or however we establish it because i've never worked out how boris johnson who is one of the poster boys of the establishment suddenly became this man of the people how nigel farage who's a multi-millionaire went to a private school how he suddenly became the poster boy for you know, for the working classes and so on. You know, it's not that simple. This is not a victory of uh, you know the, the the working class over elites. It's much more difficult than that. And leaving the European Union will have enormous consequences. And I hear some people say who want to leave. Oh, I, I I'm prepared to put. I don't care if you know we, we might take a few years until we, we we're on our feet again. That few years, Frank, as we've seen with right bus yesterday, as we saw with Cook, the Cook um, uh, Thomas Cook. You know, as we've seen with other farms across southeast England, which is not necessarily to do with Brexit. But people losing their jobs, families finding themselves financially distressed, the knock-on of other shops and so on, all of those have impacts. So I'm just not sure it's, it's wise for either side to, uh, you know, to think that this is just a cause for national celebration, that they are the winners. They're no winners or losers if the country collectively doesn't win in a case like this. Yes, but... 17.4 million people are still waiting for what they voted for and they don't I will, seem I, to be in a position where they're going to get it. Well, that, and, and that's why I said that this has been the problem all along. I, I, as you know, it's, it's, you know some, well, some of you <laughs> listeners may not know, but I voted leave. If there was a second referendum, I'd probably vote um, leave again. I had very specific reasons for leaving. Um, but I, and I thought about it long and hard. I'm old enough to have voted no in 1975, old enough to remember when we joined the European Union. I have no animus against Europe. I have no animus against the, what it chooses to do. I just thought it was a different way for the United Kingdom, and that was fine. But when you talk to me, so I knew what I'm trying to say. I knew exactly why I voted the way I did um, in, in June 2016. I think there are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of people, frankly, just voted leave. Uh, and they had no idea. They didn't think through the consequences. I remember writing all the way through. They're just voting leave. You don't just wake up the following day and we have left. This could be a torturous process taking up to 10 years to extricate ourselves because there's so many people will be affected by it. We'll have to make sure that the businesses, ordinary people, passport holders, citizens who are from the European Union who are living here at the moment, all of that will have to be worked through. In exactly the same way, we always say it would take 20 years for the Good Friday Agreement to probably show its first real dividend. 10 years ago, the European Union, another 10 years after that to see how it works out. There were people who thought it was going to happen quickly. They believe that they've been stopped. They believe there's a campaign to stop that. But again, go to Parliament. My original point about Parliament letting us down. You know, the, the, the people are now talking about a deal. Had the opportunity, Labour had the opportunity of back into Theresa May's deal. They didn't like it. They haven't come up with an alternative to that. They haven't tabled an alternative to that. So yes, I can understand. I can understand the anger of people who say, well, you know, we voted this way, we are a majority, why has it been recognised? I understand the anger of people who voted Remain. Again, not high-profile politicians or activists, right, but just ordinary people just in their houses, in their businesses, quietly voting Remain. 
who, who can't understand what's happening either, who can't understand the confusion, who can't understand how this has become so aggressive and so angry, how it splits families, how it splits communities. All of that's in play, Frank, and no one, and that's why I said I'm hugely concerned about how Parliament has dealt with this. Even yesterday, when they knew how important that debate was, they both went. It was attack mode on both sides. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Some people say, oh, you know, Boris was offensive. He was offensive. But there was an awful lot of offensive stuff from the other sides as well. And neither of them, that's the whole point, Frank, neither of these sides has come up with something that unites the country. Neither of them has come up with anything which is an alternative to Theresa May's deal yet. And until they do that, until they sit down collectively and pass something, then this situation will continue. It will fester and it will get worse because... It will not just go away. Even if a deal is passed, it will anger people. Even if a deal isn't passed, it will anger people. And that's why I said a few minutes ago, Frank, we really do need leadership. Not constantly pointing the finger at each other, but actually saying, right, a decision was taken. How do we implement that decision in the best interests of the entire United Kingdom, in which we safeguard and protect and recognize and accommodate the concerns of people on all sides? And I just see no evidence of a real, genuine willingness to do that. Oh, it's hard to argue with any of that, Alex, because um, we're looking for leaders and we can't see any. Um, Alex, thank you. Alex Kane uh, on the radio here with us on U105. This is the U105 phone-in of what is one of the most depressing mornings, but good morning to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.